Life, Marriage, and a Baby Carriage is a podcast hosted by Meg and Phil Kearns, discussing all of life's ups and downs as they pertain to relationships, parenting, and life in general. Welcome to Life, Marriage, and a Baby Carriage. I'm Meg. I'm Phil. We're married. Barely. That's not true. Don't say that. It's been a while. It's been a week. It's been a while that we've been married. We say it's been a week every time we no, do this. It's been like, actually, it's been like two weeks since we recorded an episode. We didn't do anything last week. No, and we're going to tell you why. <laughs> yeah. So, last week, it was Monday night, lovely Monday night, and the I baby. Did, I came home. It wasn't normal. Took a shower, hung out with the older kids. Yeah, it was a typical Monday. It was a normal night. We hadn't done dinner yet. We had, I think, you went to Costco. I went to yeah, I went to Costco, got some food. Exactly. So we hadn't done dinner, and all of a sudden, the baby had been acting kind of weird. Not like weird in a bad way. Just he he's a happy spitter, and so because he's a happy spitter, he spits up after he eats. (laughs) Just kind of one of the things that happens. And he started kind of coughing more than usual, and we weren't really sure what was going on. And then Monday night, everything came to a head. And it got to the point where he was just coughing to the point that he couldn't stop. And it seemed like he was having an issue. And that's a a big point of contention for me because we had an issue with our daughter and breathing when she was about 10 days old. So any breathing things I get ultra freaked out about. So he stopped eating and or eating well. And for him, that's terrible because he, we call him Tank for a reason. (laughs) Because he's he's built like a tank and he can hold a lot of food. Brick house was inappropriate. Yes, it was. It still is inappropriate. <laughs> but he started doing this crazy not breathing well. He was coughing. He wasn't eating. And so just in my heart of hearts, I knew something wasn't right. But you were like a little bit reluct- reluctant to, to make a choice. pull the trigger. I was. Because um, I, out- I was outside with the older kids. And I think the oldest said he's like really freaked out about the rain and the thunder for whatever reason right now. And he saw one cloud. It was like the sunny, sunniest night, whatever. Sunniest night? No, but I mean, the, <laughs> I said night, but you know what evening. I mean, evening. It was, it was a clear the, evening. The sun was getting ready to go down and like one cloud rolled in. He's like, it's going to rain. We need to go inside right now. We had just gotten inside and I was sitting down trying to keep the other two kids away so you could finish feeding. And he just wasn't having it. He wasn't eating. We had the uh, awesome Costco rotisserie chicken. That was dinner. Like dinner was done. We just had to cut it up. Yeah, and put it on the plates. And I knew like, I knew you were freaked out. And I, you know, I was just thinking that it was, he was getting a cold because that, like you had called the doctor. So that's what the doctor You're thought. right. I had called the doctor. I called the pediatrician earlier in the morning and I just asked, hey, he's coughing a bit. And babies under four months who have a cough, they worry a lot about what that cough comes from because they shouldn't be getting a cough. Right. And we're in that season of, you know, flu and But all. this is also the first time that we've had a baby born. Closer to the fall. The fall. Like, yeah, everything else has been a spring baby. So they've had months to get to that change of like that real bad change of season where allergies and stuff come into play but you're right so i just i knew something was wrong and then he just has decided well he just started having a hard time a really hard time and so we actually called your grandmother who lives very close to our house and we're very lucky for that a mile away less than you called her (laughs) and i ran upstairs because i was in i was home i was in gym shorts yeah i had had to get dressed i had to put some sort it was kind of chilly that night so i needed to put yeah i needed to put some pants 
pants on. So I ran upstairs. You're a pants and family. I ran upstairs to put some jeans on, and then. I mean, by the time you got back down, she was pulling. She in. was pulling in, and I was on the phone. I was on the phone with my parents to get them here, just so she would have help. And uh, you had already called your mother. Mm-hmm. And she, she happened gonna, to be right by the hospital. She so was we meet us at the hospital. So we actually just, you know, said to your grandmother, hey, there's food over there. The kids haven't eaten. Feed them something, anything. I don't care. And we put the baby in the car and we just left. I don't think I've ever seen you drive like that before. You didn't even drive like that like anytime I was in labor. <laughs> That's like... Because you were always... You were never... Going to have a baby in the car. You Well, you were never sure. I'm doing air quotes because you guys can see that. But she was always sure that we were coming home. They're not going to have... I'm not having a baby today. Anyway, so we get to the hospital in record time. No I issues. my inner NASCAR, Formula One, Your little Dare, whatever. Dale Jr. in there? I was making it happen. <laughs> You were. So we got there. And of course, the baby falls asleep in the car on the way there. So he stops coughing. Oh, and let me set the table in the car for the car. You sat in the back seat in our little car because we left the big car with the two kids seats here for um, my grandmother in case she had to go somewhere or my parents. And the baby seat's not behind me. You were behind me, so I had to, I I am <laughs> tall, so I drive with the seat all the way back. Well, I had to put the seat up like five notches, so I'm sitting like as close to the seat as I can. <laughs> it's not very comfortable, and I'm not being very gentle on the brakes because what I'm used to there's a little bit more space between your legs. There's not as the... much space, so I'm hitting the brakes. So I can see your head moving. So <laughs> I, I do remember saying like I'm not trying to make you sick. I'm just trying to get there. And I wasn't even focused on that. I I at one point because it was dark, I had my flashlight out from of my phone and I was pointing at the baby to make sure he was breathing because he all of a sudden he was crying and then, and then all of a sudden asleep. he just stopped and, and he, he fell asleep yeah. and that was the scariest thing because when our daughter did that it was because she stopped breathing I don't completely. even think we talked I think the only thing that was said is I'm not trying to make you sick and you said I'm not worried about it and then we got to the hospital yeah and you just dropped me off and my mom was already there which was great we went to the pediatric hospital here in town I mean it's like a 20 minute drive 25 minute drive yeah. it's a 30 minute drive you do it right <laughs> we got there in about 20-25 minutes maybe even Unless I didn't time it. I didn't either. But we get in there and we had to wait a few minutes. And he, he had been coughing a little bit while we were in there. And so they just, you know, they were kind of watching him. He was, of course, well behaved. He was, you know, I say well behaved, like he's poorly behaved. Well, there was definitely a moment where doubt was setting in for you because he was starting to act normal. He was fine. Again. All of a sudden he was fine. And he was sleeping. You were and- looking at me like you almost apologetic which i never never question no you just or go or anything you just, I just get up in the car and go you just but, listen but you were looking at me like almost apologetically and i was like it's not a big deal and it's better to kind was... of be here and see what's going on and so we actually had them check him out the uh emergency room pediatrician was fantastic he was very knowledgeable. He was very good at uh, describing what could possibly be going on and, you know, what what they worry about with coughs and how they had ju- he had just come back from some huge, like, research seminar where they talked about, you know, all of the different diseases that little babies have and, and what should be done for them and the newest research. So I felt really good. Our nurses were fantastic. Of course, you don't want to bring your baby to the ER at that age because there's germs everywhere. But at this point, I thought we needed to go. So they test him. They decide they're going to test him for pertussis. They're going to test him for the flu and they're going to test him for rsv now which was terrible the <laughs> test itself because yeah, it's just it's not a fun test nobody likes having a cotton uh, swab stuck up yeah their nose. it's a swab up your nose and then and then after they do that they hold your baby down on the bed like, not meanly just no still. they just hold him down so he can't hurt himself and 
suck his boogers out because <laughs> one of the tests is literally like snot. whatever with the snot. So they, it's a mucus test they of some sort. suck his boogers out. Which made him breathe better, thank goodness. Yeah. But it, he didn't But like you that. would think that they were, like, the way he was acting, you would think they were sucking his brain out of his head <laughs> through his apropos nose. apropos for October. Like, he was just I guess now it's November. trying to kick and he's moving his arms. It, it, it was almost comical, but at the same time, like you hate watching it because exactly. he's so angry. I think that's hard. It goes back to when you take the baby for vaccines because we vaccinate our children. And so we when we take the baby for vaccines, like the two month shots are the worst because he has no idea. He hasn't, he doesn't know pain like that he doesn't remember being like that and then he's sitting there looking into your eyes as the the doctor or the nurse gives him three shots in his legs that's not fun they're doing these tests for him they say they're going to test for all these different things if he has pertussis that's very dangerous because it's whooping cough it's it's not good right. they they're admitted pretty much normally with that one especially at that age and then same with rsv usually because yeah, usually it's, it's not caught Early. Right. If a baby um, two months or younger, well, usually younger than two months comes in, they're usually admitted so that they get, you know, a nasal cannula or whatever. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. The oxygen they, that goes in their nose. I don't nose. know how they, I don't know if they do it up their nose or what, but they basically said the treatment is what they called high flow oxygen. So I guess they're pushing it through mm-hmm. at a high rate. So it gets down into the lower portion of their undeveloped lungs. Yes. Or, or they have to be on some sort of... Lungs. They have to be on some sort of ventilator to help them breathe if it gets really bad. And then flu is just the flu. But luckily, all of us had been we vaccinated. We all had a flu shot. We all had, vac- we all had the flu vaccine. And Everybody except you has a pertussis. Tdap. Yep, uh, the pertussis vaccine. And it had been enough time since the flu vaccine, just enough time, that it had been that two-week period. So we were covered there. And so, of course, what came back but RSV. So there's really no, there are no antibiotics for RSV. They used to do the nebulizer. Both of our other kids have had RSV, but they had it older. So right. they would do the nebulizer with whatever the medication was and they had to sit there. I mean, it was terrible for them because nobody likes to sit there with that mask on their face, but I didn't know how we were going to do it for a baby. But the new research says that they don't do it unless they're like terribly wheezing. Right. And the doctor explained that all very well. And the reasoning behind not giving the medicine, which makes a lot of sense because, you know, he's just building up antibodies off of whatever you transfer to him through nursing and any medicine he takes would probably wipe those out completely so it would be like starting over again and then the worst news of the whole thing was that you guys caught it on day one which good for you because now you know what's coming but he's going to get worse before he gets better Oh, that was the worst. And you have a 20 to 30% chance of having to come back to the hospital to get admitted. Yes, with your two-month-old baby. Awesome. <laughs> That's not something you want to hear ever, especially as a parent, especially as a parent of two like two other kids. Like, right. just, just the thought of having to bring our baby back to the hospital. Oh, yeah, and it's a virus, so we can't do anything except let it run its course. So everybody in your house is going to get it. Yes, so we bring him home with the directions of, hey, put on a humidifier fire suck out his nose if he's snotty if he gets worse if he's got you know some sort of breathing difficulty if you can see his you know ribs when he's breathing if he stops breathing if he stops eating if he's not winning like all of these things they tell you that you need to watch out for and hey it's gonna get worse before it gets better and you're like oh Okay, cool. Thanks. They're like, he's probably going to want to sleep sitting up. You're not going to be able to lay him down in his bed. He might not be comfortable. All of these things is what they tell you. And they're like, okay, that's day one. You're on day one by Friday. If you get to Friday and things are okay, then you've probably made it through the worst part because Friday, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are going to
going to be the worst days for you. Cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Was... I'm already not sleeping because we have a newborn. <laughs> well, and then it, yeah. And then, you know, the doctor's job is to let you know as much information as possible. So he also gives you like worst case scenarios where there's going to be gunk. Gunk could cause him to choke. You might hear him choke. Mm-hmm. Choking is actually a good thing. Apparently it's like when he, um, what was the word? Asp- aspirates. aspirates. Yeah. That's bad. Yes. But choking, like apparently choking is okay. It's because not the choking, the, it's the coughing. Well, the coughing is okay, but the choking actually teaches them like babies who have, right. They would rather, cho- apparently, they would choke themselves rather than... Yeah, colicky like, babies are right. are less likely, I think it's colicky babies, are less likely to suffer from SIDS because they are used to choking and, right. like, working through that. We have a happy spitter, so he's used to spitting and working yeah. through that. So, we bring him home, and, of course, I'm completely well, your on mom edge. mom actually, like, helped us out. We, I mean, we have some humidifiers here, but... All of ours are warm mist, though. Right, so your mom went and got cool yep. mist humidifier. We put it in his room, you know, did the the whole bit mm-hmm. she also brought me candy because she knows me she's yeah. like i brought a humidifier for my him. parents were here with for the kids they put them to bed that was good so yeah. it was really like a village it was that whole village thing like it takes a village it took our entire village to help <laughs> yeah i mean your dad would have helped if he was traveling on business he checked in every single day your brother was like trying to he checked in every single day too he was trying to ask what we needed while we were at the hospital exactly this point nothing right and so we finally we get home we get the baby you know and he the thing is like you change him he's like laying on the changing table happy as a clam like just hanging out looking at everybody coughing now and then but of course as the days went by his cough got worse he got a little bit more cranky worse he definitely, definitely started looking worse yes he did and he was sleeping a little bit more weird and he you know he wasn't eating awesome they were like he's gonna eat less but more often so he's gonna eat less every time but he's gonna eat more times which totally throws me for a loop because we're on a schedule my body's ready for one thing and then he decides he's gonna eat every two hours or every two and a half hours that just that's you know that's hard from a physical standpoint just because i I don't know and so my body's not ready and so we had to take care of that there was you know there was pumping there was we even had uh, and then pedialyte which he didn't want (laughs) yeah because the doctor suggested maybe giving him a little bit of Pedialyte to kind of like push the mucus down. Yeah, he was not having that. No, he no, no interest in the Pedialyte. No. So it was really just a lot of, we, we watched him really hard, and which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you are on for 22 hours of 24 hours, it, it's difficult because you're, I mean, me, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't sleeping well because I was listening for him because you want to make sure that he's okay and every, you know, every noise matters and is he coughing? Luckily for us, he slept in his bed every night. He actually slept better while he was sick than he had been before he was sick. Exactly. Like longer. He was sleeping longer. Because he was so exhausted, I think. But we also had, I mean, we had a cool mist humidifier now in all of the rooms that he's in. So his bedroom, yeah. downstairs, like they're everywhere. Should have brought, we should have bought stock and humidifiers. We probably should have because we bought two more for the other kids' rooms. Yeah, because we got rid of those warm mist ones, which the, the doctors said either one's fine. Yeah, I just like, prefer the cool ones. We just had cool. a bad experience with the warm ones. With and it's mostly because of our water, I think. Yeah. Not necessarily the calcification the just happens because of the whatever's in the water. One of the worst things about it was he was miserable. You could tell he was miserable. He just wasn't his normal self. Right. He's usually a pretty chill kid. But when every once in a while, like babies, like all babies do, they try and get happy and 
jovial with you and then that would make it worse because that would make him like cough mm-hmm. and spit and then mm-hmm. he would get upset again. angry which would exasperate the whole situation it and he'd cough more and there's literally nothing you can do you no. can't do anything Except cuddle him. I think I held him for five days straight. Except for when he was sleeping in his bed. Especially those last few days. He did not want to be held by anybody else. He didn't want to be put down. And I'm sure he didn't want to be put down because there was mucus running down the back of his throat. No, really the only thing... One of the things the doctor said to do was to... I don't know if you mentioned this already, but like have him in the bathroom when you're taking a a warm shower to get the warm mist and stuff. So that was literally the only break that he would let you have. He would (laughs) let me take him and put him in his bouncy seat and take a shower. Yep. Otherwise, he was uh, literally attached to you. He was. I I held him for... For days but we got really really lucky i know people who have had to take their babies into the hospital because of rsv and stay there for a week or however long so we are now more than a week out and from our hospital visit so it's been over a week since he you know got the actual virus itself he's doing better um he's not coughing as much he sounded like i mean like he'd been smoking for years because of the cough that he had he's but been smoking for all 66 days of his life <laughs> that's the other thing the doctor was like he's 66 days old never would have done the math to figure that no, out but he knew and so he's much he's much better now he's back to laughing and and cooing and eating and growing and all of those and good the things four-year-old has it now and now our oldest has it and as he says i have not <laughs> And I said, I'm sorry. So we had to keep him home from school, which was the other thing because RSV is very contagious. He is in school with, I don't know, 15 other kids. And Mm. I don't want to be that parent because when I taught, when a parent taught their sent their children to school and the child was visibly snotty you just knew everybody else in the class was going to get it i mean there's no way to keep that type of drama when they're sneezing when they're coughing when they're blowing their nose on everything their hand washing is not awesome just being the teacher in that situation i almost was just like i just you needed to keep your child home because this is the way the germs are spread now everybody's going to have it blah 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 it's just going to keep going around i understand that as a parent with children and when a parent works and a parent works outside of the home it's not always possible to keep your kid home and if you're not sure there's such a line of is your kid really sick is it allergies are they going like should they go to school should they not so our oldest was supposed to go to school on monday and he woke up and he just he sounded like he was underwater which is not a good thing (laughs) but he wasn't visibly runny but he was sneezing he was coughing his attitude was poor he did not have a fever and halloween was next it's the common cold which is how rsv presents itself in people that have had it prior yes yes and so but knowing that rsv like knowing that the baby tested positive for rsv we're not idiots clearly he has the same symptoms and probably the same virus idiots debatable (laughs) so sometimes we're not idiots about this so i highly debated for about 90 minutes two hours about whether or not i was going to send him i mean i got very mad at me (laughs) because i just wanted someone else to make the choice Nobody nobody else was here. I know, but I didn't want to make the call. Uh, no. I just didn't want to. No, your problem was he was going to be upset with you no matter what decision you made. And you were going to have mom guilt over it and mom guilt the heck out of yourself, which you did, even though you made 
probably the right decision. I did. I just, he has Just like class. you made the right decision to go to the ER when I was telling you, the doctor said he's got a cold. Like, what else? Why would I know? How would the doctor know what he had? He didn't go and see the doctor, but he's like, oh, he's probably got a cold. I was not going to send him to the ER. You just knew, which made RSV a lot more... Bearable. Bearable in this household. Yeah. Because I think if we hadn't have gone and we let his nose clog more and all of this other stuff, we probably would have been admitted into the hospital. I think you're right. Once we found out that it was RSV. Yeah. But I think since the moral... we found out on day one, one <laughs> that he had RSV, it definitely got worse before it got better, like the doctor said it was going to, but we knew what to look for and what was going to happen. Yeah. So we were prepared. And I have to say that I'm not one to run to the doctor as soon as there's a sneeze. I'm the one who's kind of like, let's see how they do after 24 hours, 48 hours, just to see how they're going to do. But for some reason with him, I was like, nope, we're going. But with the oldest and having, you know, this cold, there's no fever, there's no anything else. He's just snotty and a toddler and not snotty in a, in a rude way this, this time. <laughs> snotty in a mm-hmm. gross way. So I kept him home and... It's also the day that he has afters class, so he stays longer, which he loves. And it was superhero day for afters, which made it even worse because I felt bad because he would have really liked that one instead of like rock painting class. He probably would have enjoyed superhero class instead, but we stayed home. And the other mitigating factor there was that Halloween is tomorrow. because so we stayed home yesterday. Halloween is tomorrow. And... I wanted him to have an opportunity to get better so he could do the Halloween stuff. So like tomorrow he'll go to school. He's got a parade tomorrow. He's got, you know, his, he's not running. He's not, there's nothing coming out of his nose when he's blowing it. It's a little bit stuffy, but it's all inside. There's nothing else. There's nothing coming out. Um, so he will go to school. He has a parade. There's a parade, uh, for the town in the afternoon, like all of that fun stuff. So I just wanted him to have the opportunity to get a little bit better before we went and like infected the masses. (laughs) Because you know that there are other people who have toddlers in those classes, and then those toddlers have siblings. And I didn't want to be the reason that somebody's baby had to be in the hospital when I knew that our family, there was a case of RSV. And I know it's not my responsibility to take care of everybody. You're putting way too much responsibility on yourself. I know, but I I also know that if I, I mean, if our neighbors had, had gotten, had been playing with the kids and one of them got it, I'd feel bad because we knew yeah, but you don't even know where he got where it from. He got it from. I, well, I mean, his I, sister I do know. obviously <laughs> had it, but she had to get it from somewhere. Exactly. She could have gotten it from anywhere. But at the same time, knowing that we had it here, I didn't want to be the one who was like, yeah, just send your kid to school. It's fine. He's not going to touch it. Like our kid likes to hug and high five and, you know, do stuff like that with other kids in his class. And, and there's no way he's not going to have shared it on Monday. So hopefully he's better tomorrow and we'll go to school. I mean, it's a game time decision, but as of today, he's been, he's been fine. So we shall see how that goes. But I think that put a lot of stress on us last week, especially. We were definitely tired. Yes. I I was tired last week. (laughs) I mean, I'm tired every week, but I can say that a lot of things didn't get done that usually get done. And it was because I quite literally only had one hand. The other part of that is it, it went through the weekend. He still didn't feel good over the weekend. The baby didn't feel good over the weekend. So he just wanted to be held and he just wanted to be held by his mommy, <laughs> which is common for this age, but it was more so that he didn't feel well and wanted to be held. So all of the stuff that I had put off during the week that I needed to get done also could not get done on the weekend. But in that same breath, I had the opportunity to be home with him because I work from home. Yeah. 
So it's it's it worked itself out. It did work itself out. You did stay home one day to help, which was good. Like one of the days that was the worst day. We had a couple of different things. I didn't want yeah. to take him to, to school drop off on that Wednesday because again I was worried about sharing the germs. So well, you took the kids. Because the our our doctor originally said that he needs to come in every single day. Yes. So Tuesday, for the Wednesday. Whole week. So we went to the doctor Tuesday, we went to the doctor Wednesday, Thursday they said call, and then they never called us back, so we just kind of let it ride. But in the beginning they said we needed to come back every single day. And they did actually end up giving us medicine for a nebulizer just in case he did wheeze. That's the other thing that we didn't mention is that they wheeze as part of the RSV, which is a little bit scary, but ours the wheezing never got really any worse during the week, which was good. It was just the cough that got worse and then got better. But this, this cough can last for two weeks, they said. Yeah. But it's not like a terrible cough. Not as bad as it was, but no, it was never really that like terrible. It was only bad when he like I'm saying like hack. He never like was hacking. It was just coughing. You know what I mean? I mean, he was coughing at the point that he was turning himself red, and you were worried like, is he gonna keep breathing? Does he have enough space in between his coughs to breathe? Like, that still sounds that is kind of serious. But no, it was never like that whooping cough thing no. that you're you're worried about which that tested come back negative apparently they have to send that one out it doesn't come back for a few days so we got the the notice that that one was negative so literally it was just rsv and i say just with a little bit of trepidation because just is is a it's not just rsv he had rsv and he was two months old <laughs> right so luckily for us it could have been a lot worse than it was but we got it through it could have been with a little help from our family <laughs> by a little a i mean lot, a lot yeah a lot of help <laughs> your mom was mom, out my mom came out like at least three days your mom week. i think was Probably out monday four. no your mom was out she came monday night after tuesday. she worked she came tuesday was the day that she was off yep she came thursday mm-hmm. so three i guess because she didn't come friday right i can't remember i, I don't, don't think, think she came she friday, friday. but then she checked in on friday she checked in every day my mom called and checked in every day my dad checked in every day my brother checked in every day. <laughs> Our grandparents yeah. checked in several times. We said before that it takes a village, and it really does. So we're very lucky that we live so close to both families that, and that they're willing to help, <laughs> which is nice. Because I know that there are some families who aren't that close and who aren't super helpful. So we are beyond lucky to have the family that we have. Yeah, because we literally ran out the door when my grandmother got here. We didn't even take a diaper bag because we didn't... Our diaper bag's in no, our big and car. No, had an epic blowout Yes, in he the had a blowout while they were discharging us. They put his dirty... Well, we put his dirty clothes in a biohazard bag to bring home because they were dirty. They were definitely a biohazard. For some reason, I decided to wash that outfit out anyways and keep it. I don't know what I was thinking. I should have just thrown it out. But yes, he had a lovely blowout uh, while we were being discharged. The poor nurse is trying to give me directions and I'm cleaning baby crud off of our newborn or off of our two month old. He looked a lot happier after that poop too. <laughs> he really did. He did. That was the happiest he looked at the hospital. It, it is. It is. But all in all, your mommy, mommies and daddies definitely have some sort of understanding of what's normal for their baby. So if no, you're worried about something. do. Okay, mommies know if something's wrong with their baby. And if, you're, if your gut says something, just, just go, just do it. You well, know best. that's what the doctor even said. He said the number one thing to do is on whether or not to come back to the hospital was follow your gut. Yeah. And, and I he mean, was talking to you, not me. <laughs> we followed our that. gut to get there, so... I knew we'd follow it if we needed to get back, but I, ne- I never I never felt the way that I did when we went for the rest of the week. And if I had felt that type of worry, 
that I felt that Monday night, we probably would have gone back. But there was another time that I was worried we were able to pull him back every time when he started to rev up. But that first night, we couldn't. Like, he, he wasn't, he was, he's not a screamer. He's, he's upset if he's hungry and if he's wet. So overall, he's a pretty chill kid. And so when he was so upset and not eating well. and screaming, it I knew something was wrong. Well, also, we had, <laughs> you were feeding him. So it was like a lot of things happened right before. We took him? We took him because you were feeding him. Attempting to feed him. Attempting to feed him. He wasn't really having it. Then I had him because you were going to try and pump uh-huh. and we were going to try a bottle. Uh-huh. Then the doorbell rang. Oh, yeah, because their neighbor needed help with something. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the neighbor doesn't, doesn't know what's going on in <laughs> no. here. So I'm, like, trying to help the neighbor, trying to keep the dog calm, because as soon as the doorbell rings, he goes into, like, I'm going to kill everybody mode. <laughs> the kids are trying to figure out what's going on. The baby's crying. The baby's crying. And not eating. You're running upstairs to try and pump up there with the baby try and calm him down i'm attempting to help the neighbor yeah i think i actually called you back and then and was you like, like no get back here and came, i came back i'm like sorry i can't help you right now they so figured it was out that a lot fine. of a lot of stress going on before we actually got out i think all of that happened within like 15 minutes or of less. us actually getting out the door or less because i remember you were on the phone with my grandmother i ran upstairs <laughs> Got dressed, made that call. She was here, and we were out the door. We were. It I think was, I just. I think nuts. I looked at that poor woman and just said, "There's chicken over there. The kids haven't eaten. Feed them something. Goodbye." And like just left. <laughs> because she was asking what was wrong with the baby, and I'm like, "You need to just take care like, of the." We other don't know. Kids. Take we care of the other two. We're going we'll to, let you know we're going by now. Yeah, we weren't exactly uh, friendly. We weren't. We weren't like rude. No, I think we were just concerned. We were just, like, there, the there was no extra conversation to be had. No. We stuck him in that seat and got in the car and left. Oh, and then when we dropped him off, the hospital that we went to is having a major construction project right now, which is, which is great for the hospital, but it's really hindering the flow of traffic and how to get there. <laughs> so... I got door-to-door service with the baby. You did. You got a nice little, a little they jaunt. They had a valet and... Like, we've been to this hospital a hundred times. I know my way around. So I knew that the one building was connected and it was going to be a lot quicker for me to get <laughs> from my car to where you were in the ER by running through that building and getting into the ER. The door locked on me. Uh, As I was going through it, I heard it lock. No. And then I had to run around the construction site. <laughs> to get to there. And I know I knew that they weren't going to like call you back that fast, but no. like I knew that you were going to be freaked out. Thank goodness my mom was there though. Your mom was going to be there, but you were still going to be more freaked out and then you were going to have to worry about like telling me what was going on, which is I don't know why that but that freaks you out a little bit too. So I was No, I just sometimes whatever. when, when But I... the worst part about it was that when we when we were discharged, and I went to go get the car. There was a a lady with her son I, well, her child. I couldn't tell if it was a boy or girl. But anyways, lady with her child, much older. It was a much older child, probably a little bit older than our oldest. Uh-huh. And she's like, she had to park at that parking deck because she doesn't want to drop him off at the door and leave him by himself. Yeah. And she's carrying him. Oh, I saw her. She's carrying him into the ER oh. and it's up a hill through this construction site it's just oh, terrible probably. like not like there's not much that the hospital can do about it but it just no, it, it just, just like stink. sucks 
it just sucked. I felt really bad for her. I wanted to like help her, but the same that she doesn't know me. There's nothing I can do. Kids obviously in some sort of distress because he's he's just like clinging on to her for dear life. I don't think it was pain. I think he was sick. He didn't look pain like in pain or like had a broken leg or anything like that. He was clearly upset or unwell. And she was, I mean, she was a champ. She was just walking him up there. Moms are champs, man. Yeah. I don't say that about myself. I say that about the other moms that I know. They'll do just about anything. Well, you're a champ because if we wouldn't have gone, it was going to be a lot worse. I know that. Thanks, sweetheart. You don't feel like a champ when you're in the middle of it because you're just, you're literally in the trenches just trying to make sure that everybody's okay. I mean, thank goodness for your mom because she was, she was there to help with the other two and give them the attention that they needed while I was quite literally tied up with the baby. And the other thing, my parents made it a point to tell us when we got back how helpful our oldest was. Yeah. And I know that we give him a hard time a lot. And he, he's so funny. He was the next day because they were already asleep when we got home. We're not going to wake that up. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, they were, they were long gone. Yeah. Asleep we get by the time we got home. Way after bedtime. Right. So the next day, you know, trying to give him the praise that he deserves and everything else and reward him. <laughs> And I said to him, I said, you know, uh, Papa really made it a point to tell me how helpful you were last night. And he goes, yeah, but I didn't know where the applesauce was. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I told him it was in the garage, but it wasn't in the garage. And I was, I was said, well, it, it used to be on the shelf in the garage. So you weren't completely wrong you just didn't know we had moved it and he was like he was so focused on he was the fact that i didn't know where the applesauce was and i said well you know what he said that you told him it was in the garage and it wasn't there but he said that you got him close enough that he could find it he was like yeah but it wasn't but, in the garage but it wasn't in the garage <laughs> <laughs> and i was like it's okay bud you did a really good job because they were really impressed. You just knew where things were every time they asked you where something was, where your sister's pajamas were. You pointed to the right place. You you had them. You got everything done that needed to get done. So hopefully he was taking that as the praise that I was trying to give him yeah. and not that, why didn't you know where the applesauce was? Yeah, because he you was, didn't even say anything about that. <laughs> he was acting like I, like I was giving him a hard time that he didn't know where the applesauce was, which was I was never going to bring that up. Right. I think it's interesting that he does you focus. Don't think on, that he's paying attention. That's the thing. Because you'll ask him to do something. He's like, I don't know what that is. I can't do that. I don't know where that is. And I think part of it is he just thinks that if he tells us he doesn't know, that we'll just do it for him. I mean, right. he does it with the door and letting the dog out. I can't let the dog out. I can't open the door. Baloney, my friend. You can open that door when you want to get out. So open the door and let the dog out. So I think it's interesting that he picks and chooses you know, when we're here, he's like, no, you do it. I'm like, Psh, no, you do it. <laughs> well, we're also like comfort for we him. Are. We are his safe space. My mom used to say that, that when children are at home, they're in their safe space. So they're going to be at times the worst version of themselves because it's their safe place. And so it's where they know that they can act rotten and they're going to be loved no matter what. I mean, they're going to be loved no matter what when they go to their grandparents' houses, but it's a different type of love because that's not their parents. So they know that they can, right. unfortunately, they know they can be rotten here and they're still going to be loved. So they're going to test the boundaries here more than they're going to test the boundaries anywhere else. Yeah. So it's nice that when they are here with somebody else, they are helpful. But and they're yeah, not terrible it is, kids. It is they're nice just. To know that he is paying attention, 
he is doing the things because because my dad even said like you know we limit the ipad time sometimes but they were just like you know whatever they had to do to make the evening there were no rules that night so my dad was like, he wouldn't even hardly look up from the iPad. He would just be like, it's over there. It's in that basket <laughs> over there. It's in that box there. It's in that pet. It's in that door behind that door right there. And it, it, my dad was pretty impressed because you know he would hardly look up from his iPad. And he said, if he didn't, if he wouldn't tell you where it was exactly, he got you really close. Yeah. And you could find it. Well, he so. also knew that they weren't going to take the iPad away from him. So oh, he could yeah, just watch it. Yeah, yeah. The rules, like, the rules are different when mommy and daddy are home, but. Again, it's good that they are helpful to each other and to others when we're not here. Yeah. Hopefully, we're doing something right. He gave he gave me the tears a little bit right, right as we were trying to leave. Like he jumped at my like jumped into my arms and I picked him up and he's like, "What's the matter? Where, where are we going? Where are you going?" I'm like, "We're gonna go get the baby checked out." Yeah, and we, we didn't stay. really say much to them, and we just said when we got back the next day, we just said the baby's sick. Right, like he's just sick. You can't be kissing on him. You know, you gotta keep your germs away. I think that's the hard part for them is that they love to love on him. And they don't touch his face. They, you know, they kiss him on the head or they give him a hug from, you know, behind mm-hmm. him. But they're going to share their germs anyways. They're always in my space and next to me when I'm holding him. Well, then the same for us. We, there's not enough. There's not enough cleaning that we can do to keep these <laughs> germs away. No, that's why, not with toddlers. That's why he has it now. That's I mean, why you will get it. Yeah. That's why I am, I think I'm starting to get a little bit of it right now. Mm-hmm. There's no avoiding it. No. There's it's a lot kinda, of hand washing. I'm just hoping, hoping that it runs through us once and then it's gone. It doesn't come back. Maybe, yeah. we, maybe we all get used to it and we don't have to worry about it again because the worst thing that could happen is to start all over again mm. and go back through the rotation. Well, I think it's, you know, the hand washing thing. The cleaning ladies will be here soon. The hand washing thing is a big deal because our daughter loves to wash her hands. So right. we're good there. <laughs> she's a terrible hand washer, though. No, she's not. Whenever I'm standing in there, she is. She puts the soap on and does one, 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 and done. Oh, no. We make her, you'd be a little bit more uh, strict with that. We make lots of bubbles in there, fronts, backs, in between the fingers, the whole nine. Usually, she's got it up to her elbows Game by the time we're done. Her. Oh, she does just like to go in there. She'll go in every five minutes. And then she'll ask for a lollipop because she said she went to the bathroom, but really she just went in to wash her hands. Anyway, that was our crazy Next week last episode, week. Next week's episode, we tackle potty training. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I mean, you're ready. You're just not ready to force the issue. Yes, yes. And she's not quite two and a half yet, is she? Nope. Next month. Next month, she'll be two and a half. Right. But so. I think the, the moral of this story is to, to follow your gut, get a cool mist humidifier. <laughs> a humidifier. Doesn't have to be cool mist. No, but I, I recommend cool mist. Go on Amazon. We just bought two. They were half price. We have two, three, four. We have four humidifiers in the house now. Four cool mist ones? Mm-hmm. We have four cool mist ones and two heat yeah. ones. Three heat ones. So we had one for our room. We have all the humidifiers. Yeah, I think <laughs> so the neighbors, heat, I think the heat ones are covered. going away. Anyway, we've got a lot of things. And just follow your gut and wash your hands. And don't send your kids to school sick. Those, those are my, my caveats for this episode. Anything else you'd like to add this week, dear? No, I want some sleep. <laughs> that would be nice. If you have not already joined us over on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LMBCPod, which is Life, Marriage, Baby, Carriage, Pod, LMBCPod. And we're happy to chat with you over there during the week since we only put these out on Mondays. If you have left us a review, we truly appreciate it. And we do read all of them. 
But uh, if you have not and you would like to, we would love to read your review or just see the stars. I like stars. I'm, I'm a person who's motivated by gold stars. <laughs> yeah. The teacher motivated by gold stars. The if former I their stickers, I'm in. But thank you again for joining us this week. We will see you next week. Stay cool, friends. Bye. Bye.